soundtrack for this episode. It's a good soundtrack. Yes. K. Michelle. Kimberly. K. Michelle. The Black Dolly. Black Dolly. We call her Black Dolly. We'll explain that later. But Mm -hmm. uh, welcome to another week of the State of Black Music Podcast. Another good week. Another good week. We back. We back. We We back, back. damn it. It's Phil Yanera in the building. It's Claude Kelly, and I'm here. Chuck Harmony is here. Begging for Megan is here. What's going on, y'all? I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. Gucci. Not Gucci Mane. I'm Gucci. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Gucci Mane. I'm Gucci Mane. I wish I was Gucci Mane. Do you? Yeah, man. For a day? For a day. For a week. Phil, you got to be an artist for a day. Who are you going to be? Best day of your life. That's a good question. You feel what I'm saying? That's a good question. I'm like, yo, great question. That's a good question. Uh, Lil Boosie. (laughs) (laughs) I like Lil Boosie. He's having a good time. (laughs) Oh, man, that's so good. Um, They got it. Yeah, I want to be alive. I want to say that a lot. Now, let's be alive. Let's be alive. alive. Who has a great life that I'm like, man? Who seems like they have a great life? Hmm. You feel what I'm saying to you? Because the people that are going through my mind right now, I'm like, mm, nope. nope. <laughs> no. Great, nope. great record, sucky life. Nope. Jeez. I, w- I mean, if I had to pick one, it, Gucci Mane wouldn't be my final answer. I could see being J. Cole for a day. Huh. That's okay. Fun. Okay. He's intelligent. He looks like he might read a book or two. He play a little basketball. You feel me? That's what I'd like to do. I would probably go with Jay Z. Mm. I would love to just kind of Jay for a day. Yeah, for yeah. A day. Like just kind of see what his day to day is like. Like what time he get up in the morning. Like mm. does he go over like with him having such a dope business acumen? Like does he go over like some a ritual in the morning? Does he read like articles? And does he is he read music business worldwide in the morning? <laughs> like is he on the shade room? In the right, morning? right. Like what is his daily routine? So, That's true. Yeah, That's good. Yeah. That's good. I would be Drake. Champagne Poppy. Champagne Poppy, yeah. Yeah. Drake. I just Drake seems like he's got a good time every time I see him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. He's living his best life. Yeah. Not worried about anything. Yeah. I I would would go with Drake. If it's just for a day. Just for a day. If it's just for a day, then I'm definitely Diddy. Yeah. Uh, For the day. Okay. I'm waking up in a mansion. I'm having the best breakfast of my life. I'm gonna work out. I'm gonna have a party that night with whoever the hell. Just right. Some crazy party because his, his parties on, on Instagram be looking crazy. And um, yeah, that, for a day that'd be crazy. None of y'all pick no R and B artists. What happened? Who, who? Which one would you want to be? What happened though? We all want to. Who want to be Bobby Valentino for the day? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> I am good. Nah, I'm good. <laughs> nah, that's a good question though. We all pick rappers. We all pick rapper. Well, their lives look more fun, I guess. Like rock and roll right now. Rock and roll. Yeah. State of black music. This is gonna be fun today. I would I would I would consider I would consider K Michelle one of the leading voices in female R and B right now. Definitely R and B, but yeah. would you agree? And soon to be country. And soon, soon to be country. To be country. That's why I said not just R and B, but yeah. I feel like she's a leader in the pack. 
Oh, y'all hearing this this ice? Yeah, absolutely. But it's all good. It's all part of the realism. (laughs) The realism. I'm sorry. Everybody, I'm just got my- What you sipping on? This is uh, Casamigos. A little Casa. Should I be giving them love? They didn't pay me to say that, but yeah. I I love Casamigos. In in terms of Kate Michelle, I will say that um, in the tradition of a Mary J. Blige Mm -hmm. and the Keisha Coles, Mm -hmm. um, I think she has the ear of the black woman. Um, black women really love <laughs> what she has to say and how she approaches. Like, she don't give a fuck. And so I think a lot of people really flock to that. So that's one of the things I think is dope about Kate Michelle. And then people love her realness. Yeah. Kay's raw. Yeah, she is raw. She, I appreciate it. She's yeah. going to tell you what it is, how it is, when it is. And a very smart, what I learned, an entrepreneur, just the, as I was preparing for this mm-hmm. episode, the yes. amount of businesses yeah. and things. She's very intelligent. Yeah. Yes. Super and she, smart. And yeah. she didn't wait to do that. Yeah. She, like, no. she, as soon as she got an opportunity to do that, she was the, the Jack Daniels and the restaurants. And Absolutely. Stuff, yeah. Which I thought was dope. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. We've known Kay for a long time separately, and we work together with her a lot. So I met Kay, like... Before Love and Hip Hop, when she was working on her album, mm-hmm. before that, at a studio in New York. We hit it off right away, but Im- immediately you know that she's not a dodo. No. Yeah. Immediately. If you even start to think that, she opens her mouth and, and her education comes out. Yeah. Her street smarts come out. Her business savvy comes out. Her good song ideas come out. She's a great writer, too. So, so it's been cool to watch her grow. And, and figure she, it out. And she went to a HBCU and she wanted the Reds. Mm-hmm. Always down to, to rep one of the Reds. What's going on? Well, Shout you, out to the Delta. You see the way he starts shifting in yeah, his, his, his whole body yeah. shifted, though. I got this. Like, he almost like he well, almost we, got aggressive. We, we love the Reds over here. Shout out to all the. <laughs> he got a little mad DST. about it. DST, yeah. what up, Delta Sigma Theta? Shout out to all the Deltas out there. Shout out to all the Deltas. Well, she went to FAMU, right? Yeah, she was, I think. I hope I'm not mistaken, but I think she was their queen at one point. Like she was Miss Fam. At one really? Point. Yeah. Wow. That's dope. I think. Let me double check. Check with the research team. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Nah, but the thing about it is that she also knows a lot of music, and you said and country too, which means a lot because we know that we personally know she's been fighting for a long time to get to the place where she could do more than just R and B. Yeah. So. This interview is going to be dope because it's actually in the town that she moved to, Nashville, Tennessee, to get make that dream come true. So, okay, Michelle was Miss Fam U. See? See? And she won in the spring semester of 2003. That's awesome. Wow. According to kmichelle.net. So, that's... Facts. <laughs> Facts. No Facts. printer. <laughs> State of black music. So, what's, what's y'all's favorite K. Michelle record? I'm going to jump in. I mean, we kicked off the episode with it. VSOP is my favorite. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Shout out yeah. Priscilla Renee. Money Long. She wrote on that record as well, yeah. I believe. Amazing black female writer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say Run, <laughs> Run Don't Walk. Run, don't walk Our record. Hell yeah. Tomorrow is a promise. Said it was. Hell yeah. Run Don't Walk is that joint. Yeah, man. Kimberly, the people I used to know. What songs are the Kelly Price? Not a little bit, right? Same mm-hmm. song. Tomorrow. Like, so Kelly wrote the song, and a friend of mine who I'll leave nameless took said song and played it for K. Michelle, who he was working with at the time. K. recorded said song. Kelly had no idea about what was going on, 
So when she found out about it, the song was basically on its way to being released. <laughs> they had got brought in all new production, everything. <laughs> so when it came to like sync opportunities for like loving hip hop and some other stuff, she was really not feeling it because she the way it was handled. But yeah. Well, and so wait, so it came out though, right? Yes, no, it's out. It was just like the lead single from that yeah. record. Yeah, she really blocked this, but I mean, Atlantic called. It was a whole disaster. That's dumb, though. Get your publishing. This, you remember this one? They resolve how they resolve now. Is it all Gucci? No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> to be continued, yeah, to be continued. That's two strong personalities, yeah. So, Claude, yes, favorite Kate Michelle song. I'm gonna say this before I give it to you there's some songs that me and Chuck work with, worked on with Kate Michelle not too long ago mm. that definitely beat anything that we ever did with her for a country album. Super dope, dope. So, I'm really hoping that y'all hear those soon. But besides our. shit, I do like the rain, the, the rain. rain. Yeah, the rain. With the can you send the rain sample in it? That's my jump. Nice. What about you, Damon? Oh. Um, I have a few, but um, hit me. But cry from the um, anybody want to buy a heart album is probably my favorite K Michelle song. You gon' cry. You gon' pay me in tears. Mm, yeah. I mean, I feel like now would be a good time to. Talk to the K. Michelle, you feel what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, man. Live from the Roots Theater, the National Museum of African American Music. The Kimberly, <laughs> K. Michelle, came through to talk to us and the live audience. And this is how it went. Boom! State of Black Music. Memphis, Tennessee native. She's a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Uh, she's got some 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 dope R&B records. She's working on some country. I'm here. We're going to talk about all of it. Some of y'all might know her from Love and Hip Hop Days, but she's so far past that shit now. She's on to the next. On so, the next. yeah, uh, I can't can I curse on here? You can curse. Okay. Can we curse Deanna? Yes. Oh my god. I should have asked. We got we got to get permission, Sorry, you know what I'm saying? Ladies and gentlemen, make some noise. Man, one of the most talented people out here in the R&B scene right now. K Michelle. It's in K. the building. Michelle. The one and only. Woo woo! Hey y'all. Hey hey. Cowboy boots. Hello. Hello family. Hello. Okay. Hi. I was about to give a hug. That was the awkward moment. Right. I was a, oh. Well, I saw her in the green room, everybody. We saw each other in the green room, but yeah. That's the Nashville way, right there. Yes, yeah, the Nashville way. That's how we do. Give it up for Country K. Country K. <laughs> Got so, a cowboy right. boots. Cow. All right, K, 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 K. Okay, so there's a lot to go over because we're, they don't know this, but we're, we're longtime homies. So the first part is that I can't believe we're talking to each other in Nashville, Tennessee. That's crazy. Crazy. That's really crazy yeah. because we've been wanting to be here and you encouraged me to move here, the both of you guys, and it's been a great experience for me being here. What do you love about Nashville? I'm curious to know. I love the music of Nashville. I love the feel. I love the people. I love the food. Me being from Memphis, Tennessee, right up the road from my family, it's home. It feels like home. Mm. But most important for me, it's been about the music here. It hasn't really been, you know, you have politics wherever you go yeah. within this business, but 
it's really been a time for me to get to self, to heal, and just get back to what's important, and that's the music. Amen. The that. music. And listen, we've been privy to some of it, so I know the music coming is crazy. Yeah. You excited I'm about excited. it? I'm excited. I'm so saying. excited because I've been wanting to do it for so long. I do have one more uh, R&B album that'll be coming out, but that I've been doing two albums at one time. So I've always wanted to do country. I paid for college through Yodlin. Mm, and mm. that's how I paid for wait, 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 wait. You paid for college by yodeling? Yes, I paid for a college through yodeling. And I went to Florida and University. FAMU. Fam. Yes, yes. I went to FAMU and that's how I paid for school. I came in there and you know, it was HBCU. And I just told them, you know, I sing other things, you know, and I want to yodel. I want to sing country. And they gave me a scholarship. Yeah, people don't know that, but we've been calling you Black Dolly Parton for the longest time. Y'all have for years now. Yeah, Y'all yeah. billboard we, interviews and everything. Black Dolly. We heard it in your voice. But what is it about country music that really speaks to the Memphis and K. Michelle? I think for me, the first tape that I ever got my whole career was The Judds. Mm. And it was the Love Can Build a Bridge album, yes. and it was the Judds. And that, for me, it was blues. Um, being that my grandmother, she helped in raising B.B. King in Lexington, Mississippi. It's like my family's got deep in blues and things like that. So country was very, very familiar for not only, you know, blues, but it was something that was different. So my voice teacher, Bob Westbrook, he trained a lot of people like Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, a lot of the Miss Americas, and he told my mom, you know, no offense, she has such a big voice. I really would like her to use his voice to try everything. Mm. So that's where the yodeling and the country music and the love for it came from because he told my mom, he was like, they're automatically going to assume she's going to sing this because she has this big voice. I want her to be diverse. So that's when that really started for me and just the love of that music. You see how she dropped in the middle of the story that you, was it your grandmother helped raise who? B.B. King. <laughs> wow. Crazy. Yes. Uh-huh. In Lexington, Mississippi. And it skipped over my parents. They don't have no talent, y'all, but being great. <laughs> no, but they're being great parents, you know? And they're very smart. But, like, singing, it skipped them, and then it came to me, and they've always supported it for me. But it's important to tie that lineage, like, because there's always a thread. So, B.B. King to K. Michelle. Wow. State of black music. You know what, Kay? Think about that. I, I have to say that, one, I've always appreciated how you've been super vocal about your love for not just R&B music, but for country music. Um, and I particularly adored the fact that you were super vocal here in Nashville a couple years ago. <laughs> when you, you, you mean I, when I got in trouble? <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, was, it, it needed to be said. Um, why do you think it's important for you as a black woman and black girls to be vocal about what their passions are and what they want to do, even if it's not traditionally for, even though, I mean, let's be clear, we started country music. Absolutely. Be clear, be clear. Be very clear. Be very clear. <laughs> but why do you think it's important for black women, black people to be 
outspoken about those sorts of things. Because it's been so long for there not to be a black woman with a number one in country music. I think that's absolutely crazy. Crazy. And you can't go around consistently keeping people out of a genre of music, not because they're not gifted, but because of what they've gone through in their past or what they might look like. That's inappropriate. You cannot do that. So I had a show here. I was doing something for the NFL draft, and I had a show. R&B, I performed, and I said, I want to go to a honky-tonk. Like, I want to go to a honky-tonk, and I want to have me a good time. So we went down on this strip, not Broadway, another strip, and people were signing up to sing. And I went up there, and that man looked me in my face and said, this is not R&B night. So I said, I know what the hell I'm here for. (laughs) I know what's going on. Like, I'm here to sing country music. He said, well, can anybody else sign up? So I said, okay, cool. So I sat down, but then I saw people walk in and sign up. So me being me, um, I'll never get in the way of another creative. So as soon, I said, okay, as soon as this creative put this mic down, I'm going to crawl on this stage. I'm going to run up on this stage, and I'm going to say I'm here. So. Why am I nervous right now? He put the mic down, and I ended up running on that stage, and I said, Nashville, I'm here. And I'm a black girl, and I sing just as good as any white woman in here. And then I looked around. By then, it was like on Wendy. It was just everywhere. It was all throughout Nashville. People were trying to give me a show about it, just everything. And my thing was, I just wanted to be accepted. And I just wanted to sing. There was nothing I wanted from it. I knew what night it was, and I know them songs. I was ready to go. And once I said, I saw that, I said, oh, no, they're not going to play with me like this. I'm going to fight for what it is I love. And it's not gonna be about any mistakes of my past, anything about my life, it's gonna be about my voice. It's one thing country music, what they say. They never really say, oh, that's my favorite artist. They say that's my favorite song. That's right, that's right. That's my favorite song. So my thing, why I've been here, I've been creating for nine months this amazing country music with the support and love from y'all, from Dolly Parton has sent me a record. Uh, everything. White Dolly. Yeah, Dolly <laughs> Dolly. Yeah. So it's been so supportive in this city. So for this museum to be here and Nashville is changing, things are opening up. I'm going to fight for what it is I believe in and I'm going to fight for my legacy. And when I'm gone, there's going to be some girls that look at me and guys and say, oh, she didn't care. She was who she was, and she sang them songs. Amen. Amen to that. So history making. Right yeah. That's, yeah. A, that's, that's the definition of being an artist. State of black music. The people are going to be talking about that years from now. In, in how we talk about Big Mama Thornton and just all these different people that yep. paved the way for us to have the access that we do now. We're going to be saying the same thing about you from years ago. I hope so, because I'm going to fight. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) I will fight. We're in it now. (laughs) Hey, Kay, give me a a dream collaboration in country. Who's your dream collaborator? It's so crazy, y'all. My dream collaboration is with Gary um, Laveau from Rascal Flats, and he's actually my next-door neighbor. Like my actual, so I don't want to be a stalker or be crazy, so I'm trying to play it cool in the neighborhood when I'm looking out the window. You know, he's doing gospel right now. And um, that's my favorite collaborator. Me His and Mickey Guyton are about to work together, so I think, you know, that's great. And another African-American woman who's killing country, you know, so that's a big thing for me. But I would say it would have to be Gary and, of course, Dolly. Has there been... A hit country record with two black country women singing on it? No. Ever? 
The first country Grammy went to the Clark sisters. No, the Pointer sisters. Pointer sisters. Pointer sisters. Yeah, but there was never two black women doing, you know, mainstream country and mm. that have had hit records. Yeah. Mm, yeah. So Ever. That, you know, I like a challenge. Oh, you want to do it? You're damn right. I'm like, I'm like, what? Oh, you're going to get me together. You're going to do it. I'm like, I'll see you at the studio tomorrow. Okay, I'm there. That's you know what I'm me. <laughs> so me and Claude, we talk about this a lot. We talk about the similarities in R&B and country music because they're so similar. Mm -hmm. Like he said, like you said, it's about the song with country music. And back in the day, it was about the song with R&B. So talk about the similarities. You, you, you're a part of both of them. Talk about them. I love the similarities when it comes to R&B and country of writing. You know what I'm saying? And the stories that are told. Mm. Like, that's what draws me to country. That's what drew me to R&B. And it was the soul in it, like the bottom on it, and the lyrics. Mm. So when we started to lose the lyrics and the story, then you just start to lose me musically. I'm about the story, and that's me. And I love the melody. And I think between R&B and country, it's a great combination, if not almost the same thing with a yeah. different sound almost, right. you know? Just a couple sounds that are different in there. Mm -hmm. they're, both, they're both about bearing your soul. Yes. Like there's very few places, especially, especially now where everyone's too cool for school and don't want to be vulnerable. I miss the heart of country and R&B being about actually what you're feeling. Yes. Heartbreak, frustration, fear, uh, longing, all those things, romance. It's just, everyone yes. is just like, I'm in the club, you can't touch me, you can't come near me. I'm like, but what happens? Yeah, I'm too fly. But, 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 then, <laughs> when you, but then you go online, everyone's actually heartbroken and ain't no songs about it. They're really heartbroken. And that's why I always say, like, I've always found home, a song will find its home to who it needs to go to. And I've always been able to sing to broken hearts and they've always been able to find their way to me. So everybody, as fly as you want to be, yeah, I got this and that. When you go home and you got to look in that mirror and you got to deal with yourself, the reality of life happens and you need a song to play. You need a friend in that song. Right. So for me, I've always been that friend in the song to tell you I didn't feel pretty that day. I ain't like how I look. I ain't like how this made me feel. I've always sang. I've always wrote life and not music about exactly how I'm feeling and going through state of black music i want to hear more about this new r&b album because we talked about the country but what's what's the what's the sound of this next r&b offering i wanted to give them something that was straight classic k michelle heartbreak you know anthems of getting up getting over it that type of thing so it's still me it's very much me um it is you know, I can try to take them like other places, you know, I want to do this. And then I'm like, let me give them for this offering, because it'll be a minute before R&B offering. Let me give them that R&B that they loved and what made them respect me and what made them listen to me and come to my show. So that's what the R&B album will be about. I want you to clear something up, because I think that especially fans, they feel like you got to be one thing or the other. And so I'm, 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 I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't think that you're giving up R&B. There's no such thing as giving it up. Yeah. You're doing music. Yeah. It's just, you have to allow artists the space. The space, and That's it right. might not fit the labels, you know, pockets and what they want to make or want to invest, but God gave you a gift, and he gave it to you for a reason. The songs you want to sing, they're there for a reason. You know, that was placed in you. Right. So... I just feel like when I say like my last R&B offering, I feel like I have been so 
box and that that every time I'm in a studio and I open up creatively, it's like, oh, that doesn't fit on radio. Mm -hmm. That doesn't fit with R&B. This is too da-da-da-da-da. So I'm going to focus on this, and that's what I'm going to focus on this, and I'm going to soar in that with no one telling me what it's supposed to be mm. and who I'm supposed to be in a song. Just let me sing. Let, so, let the woman sing, I feel people. Like, I feel like that always happens with black people, though. Like, it's, it's we're always pigeonholed and put in a box. You can't sing this, you can't sing that. You have to stick here, but... On the other side. On the other side, they get to come over and sing. Blue eyes, so <laughs> they get to get played on you our can radio do that. stations. And, you know, but. nothing's wrong with that. Like you can sing anything you want to sing, but when it comes to us, yeah. it's always a thing of why it can't work. Oh, why this is not in the cards for you, or what happened here? It's never that this song is not good enough. I just remember sitting at my record label, and I respect her because it was the most honest conversation, and. My white executive at that time told me, well, if this record was Taylor Swift, it would be huge. Hmm. And to sit there and really be told that to your face, one, you can respect it because you're not a yes person. Hmm. Okay, I get you. Thank you. But two, to know that that was the reality of the business and what was in front of me that I had to deal with, I just wasn't with it. I wasn't going to accept it. That's crazy. I was watching... I keep bringing this up because it's so good. I, I, I was watching the Tina Turner documentary. Have you seen it? No, but I want to. I don't, I don't want to give the whole documentary away. But she had her whole career, and then she was itching to go solo. It feels very similar to the point where you're at right now in terms of I want something different than the people are used to. And she, she said, I, she told the new manager she found, I want to fill stadiums like Mick Jagger. So I'm curious to know who you see ahead of you. I don't care who it is. Who is your goalpost? Like, I want to do... Yeah, I'm curious to know that it's real. I think my thing really would be, you know, Miss Dolly Parton, to see her Dollywood, to see her hotels, to see her, everything she has going. Dolly is still putting out projects in everything business-wise. So if I am going with someone in country... That's what I would say, but if I were to look at any other person and say, this is how I would want to model myself, it would be a Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? Or some, like him, like looking at what he's done, where he's from, and what he was able to accomplish and create. And he's such a smart businessman. He's not only great at music, he's a great business person. Right, and right. that, you know, with my restaurants and things, and being the first African-American ever endorsed by Jack Daniel. Hold on. That's my drink. <laughs> <laughs> and it tastes good, y'all. Yes, it's in 14,000 stores a... right now. And, you know, they said that wasn't going to happen. They told me... Jack Daniels doesn't endorse anybody. The only people that they've ever endorsed was Frank Sinatra, the Dave Matthews Band, and Eric Church. And then they said, oh, you're really not going to get a drink. And it happened. Um, I put in that work for that. I've created a great relationship with Jack. And I'm just trying to grow this drink and grow different things with this company. So I want to be like Jay-Z, a business person. You know, I have my restaurant in Atlanta. I have, a, I have a restaurant opening here in Nashville. So I'm trying to do my music and do my business. Make some noise. Absolutely. State of black music. When I, look, when I look around the music business, I see a lot of mediocrity. Uh-oh. Oh. Call it out. 
Uh-oh. You know I'm going to call it out. Let's but, go, Chuck. But what inspires, so what inspires you to be great in the midst of mediocrity? You know, um, I'll probably, you know I, I always speak the truth, even if it's not convenient. Mm. You know, at times, I'm going to always say the truth. When I'm gone, they're going to say, well, I might not like what she said. But she told what it was, and it was very honest. Um, for me, I was always a very creative person. But I can say the first person that st did step in for me and to creatively push me was Robert Kelly, was R. Kelly. Amen. And that is a very um, touchy subject, you know, me being an advocate for women and, you know, wanting my women of color, you know, to feel like they can be protected. And you don't have to go through this and that for love. Um, but I always have to be honest within my story. And he took me from an abuser. So what we call an abuser now, that he protected me from another abuser. They said I would never make it, and he was the only person that believed in me. Mm. So in that, it's a very difficult thing for me, but when it comes to the creativity, and he would always talk to me about the importance of three minutes and 30 seconds to make a movie. Mm. That's all you got in a song. Three minutes and 30 seconds to make a movie, and every word counts. So when you see people mumbling, what did you say? Like, I don't even know what you said. Like, right, 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 right. like, what are you talking about? And when you see the whispering, can you open your mouth? Can you sing? You know, you see a lot of that. I don't lean to that. I lean towards the Aretha's, like watching Aretha series. That's mm. what I watched. That so was good. amazing. And good. I still just put it on and have it in the background, like watching her fight to sing. You know what I'm saying? Those are the people, that's creativity. Like, I love it. Like, I need it. Like, I can't just go on, oh, this is hot because this person's cool on social media. I'm not listening to that. I want to listen to some good stuff. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Let, 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 let's just, I know it's controversial, but let's just stay here for a second. Because we have these debates Bye. about, like, I hate, I, I, hate, I hate the word cancel culture, but we have these debates about who should be honored, when they should be honored, why, and, the, and all the, the hypocrisy in that. So we're, clearly we're sitting in a museum okay. that's honoring black music. How do you feel about R. Kelly's legacy? And should he be respected for his huge catalog and impact on music? You know, I think that it has been a very difficult thing for me because I've been asked over and over again to speak against him or to speak out and have these conversations. And for me, it's the thing of people say things about me and then you don't know me or you, or, you, or you don't know that. My thing is I don't have a heaven or hell to put anybody in. Amen. So you're not going to tell me I'm supposed to go hang this person and counsel them. I'm going to let God do that. That was his job, right? <laughs> so that was what he was supposed to be doing. So I can't agree with the behavior of Robert all the way around, that's not anything that I agree with. And I fight for women, being a woman who went through abuse. But musically, half of our music um, really wouldn't be there if it was not for him musically. If we're going to talk facts, y'all, we're going to talk music, we're going to talk music. If we're going to talk reputation, then we're going to talk reputation. Mm -hmm. Which one are we going to do? You know what I'm saying? Are we going to say this man because I can name some white artists who don't deserve no credit for nothing if it was off of their reputation. But we are so quick, we're going to tear up each other. Before we know anything, we're going to 
go and, and we never gonna just stick with each other. And you don't wanna stick with no man that's doing nothing to kids and women. I understand that we shouldn't, but we have to determine in the music industry and in this culture, are we going to support this music? Is it a two-way, do y'all think it's a two-fold type of thing or is it, this is the music, this is the person. I don't like this person, but I love this music. Yeah. Can that be possible yeah. or is it even possible? It's I think possible. it's, I like think it's gotta possible. Yeah, because I, I love Kim Burrell's music, but I don't like her. Like she was awful when she was awful when I met her. So I've and learned to appreciate it. her art and, and her gift. But you know, anybody y'all make Kim Burrell? Anybody make Kim Burrell in the audience? Oh. Okay. okay. Welcome to State of Black Music Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now we all we all got one. Real okay, we all got, we all got one. one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all got one. But I mean, I think you have to separate the art from the artist. And I know Robert as well. I had the pleasure of working with him, and I've, I've had to separate the art. So I'm still, I still listen to his music because he's done so many songs. I had the Kelly Price song came on in the car the other day. That it's gonna rain. Yeah. Am I supposed to turn that off? Yeah. Like mm -hmm. Fortunate Maxwell. It's like, but again, I don't approve or condone of the allegations. So again, I just have to separate the art from the artist. So I, I, I understand. Yeah, it's virtually impossible to escape an R. Kelly song, produce record, written like you just can't. Yeah, B2K couldn't do no shows. <laughs> it'd be it'd just be up there, just looking at the, at the looking at the audience. No bump, bump, bump. No girlfriend. No niggas be out there no just. <laughs> Wait, and the funny thing is, if I'm keeping it real, we've been locked up for like what over a year and a half. Oh man. And the weirdest thing respect to versus and everything has been this awkward yeah, elephant yeah, in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When yeah. we talk about like the legacy, I'm like, but. But what are we gonna do? I'm not like... trying to be rude. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody so, send Robert a phone. <laughs> send him a Look, phone. Look, let me tell y'all, y'all gonna die laughing. So, you know, I was finishing up the RB album, but I was just sitting there, I was like, I know it's so many records he has that just sitting there. I've oh, seen yeah. him make like 20 records a day. I can get this album done in one phone call. So I was sitting there kind of like rocking back and forth, like, oh, they're gonna tear you up. You better not tell you. <laughs> you better not call him because you, you better not call to get to that drive. Don't you call. You better sit down and make your songs, girl. Do not call to get to that oh, R. Kelly drive because they're gonna tear you up. State of black music. I got, I got to ask you, because we're sitting here in the Roots Theater in the National Museum of African American Music. How does it feel to be here and be in such a momentous institution? Like, what does, that, what does it feel like for you? It's great. I really thank y'all for having me. You know, being that I live here now, it's just a, it's like a monumental thing to have a home for our culture and our yes. music, regardless if it was R&B, if it's country. We're going have we're gonna have somewhere to be showcased yeah. and respected, and, and you know, given our flowers as musicians, if we do what we need to do. So being here, and this is ours, in the middle of Nashville, a city that has, you know, for so long looked over us, mm -hmm. you know, and to be sitting here so boldly, yeah. <laughs> you know, in the middle of downtown, I think that is crazy. I think it's showing you we're fighting you know, in the industry and everything, and Nashville has to open up. And like we were saying backstage, Nashville just feels a little bit different right now. Yeah, in a good way, in a good way, in a good way. How do you find your peace? Oh, I like it here. Um, in Nashville? Think, yes. Or on this couch? <laughs> <laughs> 
find peace with y'all. You know, we have a good time. Yeah, we chill, we chill. But I love, I just love Nashville. It is close to home. It's very familiar to me being a Tennessee girl and being able to say, I want to tap out of all of this because you really can't do that in Atlanta. I want to tap out. I want to go mudding. I want to go farming. I want to go do this and that. All of that is available. New things to experience here. Like, it's a whole new life for me. So I think my piece has been Nashville, Tennessee overall. Ooh, that's dope. You know, okay. Give it up for Nashville. Right. Give it up for Nashville. Okay, outside of the great music that you make, you also come up with amazing album titles. Um, <laughs> anybody want to buy a heart? Rebellious Soul. More issues than Vogue. All monsters are human. Like, and it when you when you get the album mm. and you get to the end of the album, you're like, it makes so much sense. Yeah. Where, where do you come up with these create? Because I'm interested to know what this next record is going to be called and the country record. Like, I know you're going to come up with something crazy. Yeah. Where where does your head go when it comes to the album title? Does it come from a song? Like, where does you, where does your head go when it comes to that? That, it might not even be deep. Um, I'll see like a meme or something. It could be like gotcha. a while before this ever took place. And then I'll say, well, this is how this feels. And, you know, I just feel like it should be a total situation. It shouldn't just be a single. That song shouldn't just be that. That one should, I feel like it should tell the story mm-hmm. all the way down. Like every album title, like my new R&B album is called 901 Shelby Drive. That's where I'm from. And it's very much the core of me and how I started my R&B career. So that's why I wanted it to be named that. Like my country album, we're going through this big debate right now because I wanted to name it from the iconic photo with the little girl standing holding hands with the African-American woman under the sign that says the colored entrance. Mm. And I wanted to name it the colored entrance, but you know that's a back and forth going on right now. I like the country album. You know, come as you are. Like this is this is my entrance. You know, as a black woman into country music. I love that. We play a game here on the State of Black Music podcast called Uh This or That. This or That. (laughs) Formerly known as Keep or Kill. Formerly known as Keep or Kill. Now we call it This This or or that. That. So we take we t- we we give you two artists and you got to keep one or two situations or two, two situations and, and you got to pick this. We know you'll be honest. Yeah, so. we, you'll be. Honest. It's all for fun. It's all for fun. All for fun, everybody. Remember, all for fun, audience. All for fun. Right. All for fun. Don't, don't throw nothing at me, please. So I'll, I'll start off nice. Let's go, Mary J. Blige or Faith Evans. Oh, I'm definitely not even picking that because <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that to myself because I love me some Faith Evans, but I love me some Mary J. Blige. Yeah, I couldn't do without either. Right. Mm. Give me somebody else to throw away. All right, let's do uh, Dolly Parton or Reba. Ooh. Ooh. I love Reba, you know, but... I'm going to say Dolly because of her business sense mm. and in that. And I like her attire, how she would, she didn't care. She was very like, ah, your face. So I would go with Dolly. Boys to men or Jodeci? Oh, boys to men. I like harmonies and stuff like that. I, like real. I thought you would have said Jodeci. Yeah, because yeah, of the roughness on it. But I love the smooth harmonies of it, of not um, the boys to men. Let's not wait till the water runs dry. All of that type of stuff. Mm. I love boys to men. So that wasn't fair. R. Kelly or Babyface? Oh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) Babyface tried to sign me 
Uh, two, when I got the pleasure of working with him about two years ago, um, and he offered to be a part of my country album. So I'm not picking on those two. I love the both of them. <laughs> Who you got, um, Anybody want to buy a heart or more issues in Vogue? Anybody want to buy a heart? Definitely. Yes. That's, wow, that's the one right there. think hard about that yeah, one. Yeah, I was so heartbroken. I didn't know what to do with myself but sing. So that's why that album was my best album, because I it was Love about a record. specific thing, specific person, and I was able to write every emotion of that heartbreak. No. HBCU or PWI? HBCU. Hey. Hey. Shout out to the HBCU. What up? That wasn't even a question. All right, but we're gonna we're gonna get to the world famous Irby, but I want I wanna say one no, more. No, I have one more though. Oh, you got one? All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Nashville or Memphis? Memphis. <laughs> oh, that's I'm sorry, that's my city. It's, I love Nashville. It's a different turn up from Memphis, but that's the city I was born in. Raised me everything, and my new album is the city, 901 Shelby Drive. That's a good segue, because what I was mm -hmm. going to say was, when I first met you, I don't even years ago, in New York, uh -huh. the reason why I have so much love for Kay is because I got to know a person that I don't think the world gets to see very often. Yep. There is a superstar sitting right here. She's dressing the part, she lives the part, she talks the part, but people don't really understand the uh, in intellect, um, the compassion, the hard work, and the business savvy behind the brand yeah. K. Michelle. Mm -hmm. So when we first sat at a piano in New York, you sat down, she looked me in bright eyes, she said, I'm not stupid. <laughs> like, I'm not dumb. I know what I'm doing. And, and, and my daddy told me to read this, and my mama told me that they were strict with me. I want you to go back and just explain to people, I'm a curse, who the fuck K. Michelle really is. Like, tell us about your upbringing. Tell us about um, how you were raised. Because I want people to understand what's going on in that brain, because it's, it's, it's brilliant. Thank you. Uh, I think, I, you know, kind of from reality TV. I always say it's like being a drug dealer reality TV. It's like a whole lot of money really quick, but you know you might not be feeding it, need to be feeding it to your community. Um, that's how I see it, but I grew up, uh, my parents, my daddy is a college professor um, at Lemoyne Owen College in Memphis, Tennessee. He also teaches at the University of Memphis. Um, my dad was my mama teacher in college. Yes, uh -huh, he was. A love story. Uh huh, a little love story. And they always have been big on me just doing everything. They tried to do gymnastics. I wasn't that flexible. <laughs> and then they wanted me to swim, but I dreaded going underwater. I couldn't take it. And I always wanted to sing. And they put me in piano, and I played piano for 12 years. And then they put me in guitar, and then I wanted fingernails. And <laughs> like all of that, but they've been there. So me, I've all, my dad says I'm the son he never had. Like I am the boy. So I've always been very rebellious. If you say left, I'm definitely going right. <laughs> and that's me. I've always been outspoken, spoken. I've always said what it was. I've always understood the assignment of the situation. Right. Regardless, and I think people look at, you know, things edited or how you're supposed to go in and handle that assignment. When I go home, I don't care nothing about it. <laughs> when I get home, I'm completely doing something else. I love music. I love sunflowers. Y'all know that? I love Jack Daniels. I love peace. I do love it. You know what I'm saying? You wouldn't think that someone on reality or somewhere, you know, 
needs peace, but I need peace. I need peace. I love music. It's my conversation. It's very much who I am, but I am. I'm very feisty. I'm very much, you're not going to play with me. And if I'm going to say what it is. And I think that's K. Michelle. You're going to always, I'll hurt you with the truth or I tell you a lie. And I think that kind of sums up me. Musical. I love peace. I love to have fun. I love kids. I love dogs. You love dogs. <laughs> I love animals. So if I probably wasn't a singer, y'all would probably laugh. I did get in law school when I graduated from Florida A&M. I got in law school. I really didn't want to be a lawyer. So... Yeah, it's like I feel like you're applying all that stuff though to your career. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like, and I've learned this because we always talk about how me and Chuck Chuck and I started a band because I was gonna go to college for world religion to get a master's in world religion because I was just searching, and I didn't go because I ended up moving to Nashville and starting a band, a company here. But I'm applying all the stuff that I would have. I'm learning from the people around me and becoming more spiritual in the way I would have, and that'd have been just a piece of paper. Divine order. Yeah. Divine order. Mm -hmm. So I think you're all those things. Yeah, I'd be a lawyer. My lawyer just told me the other day, do you want to be an artist or a lawyer? I said, well, actually, <laughs> I, can do both. I got in law school, but I'll let you do your thing. <laughs> I'll, you know, I'll chill out. Look. State of black music. Who's somebody who has not gotten the, the accolades? Not, the, not a Michael Jackson, not a Mariah Carey, not a Beyonce, but someone who you're fear, you're you're furious about inside that hasn't gotten the love they deserve. It can be a singer, it could be an actor, it could be a leader in black culture, but I'm just curious to know who. I think that's like really two of them. I feel like people, we know as musicians, but I feel like people all over the world need to really get into Phyllis Hyman. Mm -hmm. oh. Phyllis Hyman. Oh. Yeah. I feel like they don't Phyllis understand. Phyllis Hyman. You know, they don't oh, understand, like that lady was Right. You know what I'm saying? So and they don't good. take that in. One. Like, I want the new generation coming out to, like, listen and hear that. And I think actress-wise, I always watch how great, like, Anika Noni Rose is. And I oh. really think, you know what I'm saying, that she's often looked over. And she's such a great actress. Like, yes. she will take you there. So I would say those two people. On, that's a good, that's, that's, those, those are good. Are you shocked me. I didn't know what I th thought you were going to say, but I was not ready for Phyllis Hyman, but you damn she? right. No, Phyllis Don't Hyman. play. Yeah. Now that's the vocalist. Wow. Like if people could listen and like take and learn and listen to Phyllis, I just don't think they understand like what a star vocally that she was. State of black music. So I got a question. A hundred years from now, a big, picture of Kay Michelle will be in this museum. What do you want people to know about Kay Michelle a hundred years from now? What do you want your legacy to be? She was um, a fighter who was fighting for really great music. She was um, kind of like the people's champ. Wasn't the favorite, but was the most needed. Mm. Um, she was going to fight for what was right. I love that. Wow. That's a beautiful legacy. I love that. I believe it's. I believe it's. It's already happened. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thank you. Okay, I. I just want to thank you personally, for coming out. I know you're in the in the middle of the album process, and that's normally when artists are hiding out and don't want to be talking about a damn thing. <laughs> but we got you to come out here first of all to the museum, um, but to to bear your soul a little bit. No, I love y'all. Like this is such an honor. This is a like a great moment for all of us, you know, in music and everything. And y'all have really been supportive of me 
for years now on my R&B albums and even just encouraging me. Even when the label was telling y'all, do this. Do this. Yeah. Give her straight R&B or this and that. And they would be like, no, she's like a dolly. We don't know if we want to put this on her. Y'all have really had my back even since I got here, and I'm very proud of y'all, everything y'all all accomplishing. People love y'all in Nashville, and I want to tell y'all thank you, because we don't tell our friends thank you. Thank so you. I want to tell y'all thank you for thank everything y'all Well, you can thank either. us by having us over for dinner. I've invited myself. So. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm telling you. That's, we that's come my over. house. I am my mama's child. Everybody come eat at my house. And not we every, just chill out. You saying that and you'll be mad. Not no, everybody. I'm not. I have a house full of people yeah, eating. There we go. <laughs> Makes me feel good. I also want to take a moment to also thank your manager. Gina Miller. Gina yeah. Miller. Another fabulous black woman. And, a, and another member of Delta Sigma Theta. <laughs> you see what I'm saying to you? Sorority Incorporated. I'm it's, sorry. It's, some yeah. respect it takes a village of strong black women to get anything done. I, I believe, believe that. Yeah. I do believe that. Gina, we love you and we thank we you for helping you, make this, this happen for real. State of black music. What a great conversation with Kay. Super dope. She keeps it so real, yeah. man. And she was gracious to come and hang with us. Yeah, man. And she's another one to me that's like misunderstood. Like when you get to like sit and just kind of break bread with these people, it's just like, man, these are some really intelligent people that just, if you really could take a peek into their life and their world, it's just right. like, yeah, right. you would really understand where they're coming from a lot of times. Yep. Yeah. And on the country tip, like, like I said, we've been talking about it for a long time. She's serious about that. She's a Memphis, yeah, a Memphis girl. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm hoping that it works out because I think her fans actually are behind it. Yeah, I think they're excited to see what what that. I think the world is, needs some something new, a different, someone someone to break out the boxes, and she yeah. can do that with that. So I'm yeah. hoping that it it really comes through and works out because she has a perspective. She definitely does. She has a perspective, an interesting perspective. Mm -hmm. Okay, Michelle, I'm taking you up on that invite. She told me back in the green room that we can come over to have dinner yeah, at her I'm, chef. So we're yeah. going to take you up on that offer, Kay. Yeah, Soon. Man. I'm just going to drive up. I know where you live, so I'm just going to pull up. <laughs> pull up and get that food. I'm hungry now. I'm right. hungry right, right now. That's what I'm thinking about. It. <laughs> right. State of black music. State of black music. Kay, Michelle, I want to say this because everyone says Mary all the time, but there, she also gives me this Millie Jackson vibe. Like yeah. this, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to do an unapologetic soul song that speaks the truth. And I don't think people maybe may know who Millie Jackson is meant anymore, but she was just raw as fuck. Yeah. Y'all remember Millie Jackson? <laughs> yes. What? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, Millie. I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, Come on, aficionado. Oh, uh, a little Millie. <laughs> Millie. Because <laughs> I got Millie Jackson. Not, not Flo Millie. <laughs> this Millie? My man, sweet man. This is not what I had in mind. <laughs> this is not what I had in mind. Yeah, what's this? Loving what's you is it? wrong. <laughs> I don't want to be right. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. That's Millie Jackson. That's, That's Betty, Betty Wright. Wright. Betty, Wright. <laughs> Betty Wright. Clean Betty up on Wright. me. Yeah, clean up on me. That's what you think about? Probably. Probably. No, you were in the right ballpark though. Yeah, Millie felt who, Millie Jackson. Who, 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 Millie Jackson. Who was on Martin? Who said? Who said pass the peas like we used to? That was to Millie. Do? That's that what I'm talking. Yeah. yeah. Didn't she also kind of do like raunchy comedy kind yeah, of in her yeah, show? Absolutely. And she was at the Apollo like grabbing niggas nuts and shit. All right, like, so I'm not editing this shit out. Damn it, Millie. Millie. No relation to Reby. 
<laughs> or any of the rest of them. <laughs> what the fuck? Or Janet or Tito or any of the rest of them. <laughs> Shit. Her daughter is dope too. Millie Jackson's daughter? Yeah, Keisha Jackson. Shout out to Keisha Jackson. She's what, like what, she's singing? background singer for everybody. Oh, oh cool. really? Yeah. yeah. That's her daughter? Yeah. Because she used to sing with Erica, right? Erica. Yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that was Millie's daughter. She was on a record from by the A-Town Players back in the day. Mm-hmm. Player, can't you see? But what you doing to me? I remember that song. The way you work, yo, that. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow's yeah. so Georgia. <laughs> so Georgia. But they played it every hour on the hour. It, it was a hit in Megan. I'm talking about <laughs> Atlanta too. Atlanta too. <laughs> and only in Megan. The A-Town players. <laughs> Y'all don't remember the A-Town players? No. Mm-hmm. You probably didn't hear it outside of Georgia. I, I did not hear that. Did they used hear- to play it on Cedar's World too. I, I, or Jam Zone. Cedar's World. On mm-hmm. BT. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I enjoyed Cedar on was it Encore just recently. Yeah. They brought Cedar back for Encore. Yeah, I, I, I had a conversation with Carlos King earlier today. I was congratulating him on the success of Encore and all the great things he's doing. But I told him Encore ride the wave. I'm just, what did y'all think of Blueprint? The final outcome. I I, I have I purposely did not listen to that song because <laughs> I definitely don't give a shit. <laughs> but I will tell you what I learned from the snippets of that show that I've watched. Is that ninety five percent of the women on that show never deserved to ever be in the record industry? They sound a fucking mess. <laughs> Jeez, Claude, tell us how you really feel. I'm not lying. They sound a mess <laughs> on that show. So the Cherish Sisters are not coming to the Weirdo Workshop. To <laughs> Probably not. Okay, copy that. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah, I watched the first episode and was just like, yeah, it's, it's hard to really watch. Me. It's not my thing, but it's so entertaining. Is it? Like, I don't think like when they were going around the, the piano the first episode singing, I was just like, yeah, this is so cringe. And I just can't sit That's through what the I'm whole saying. season of this. Yeah. They can't sing. Well, I, I don't I don't I don't understand if that was the point or not. Like was the point to make cringe worthy things or was the point to actually put together the group? And like 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 did Carlos believe like wow, this is these are the voices of a generation? Like, when they saw the episode, was they like, yo, this is some good singing that's happening around this piano? Or was, <laughs> was they like, yo, this going to be some good-ass TV? I don't know. Like what you think? I feel like they, I mean, the, the intention was to come out with the EP that they came out with. But, of course, I mean, they probably felt like, yo, this is going to make people talk. Devastation to the nation. Well, I yeah. enjoy the show. I watched all 10 episodes. <laughs> it's Phil there talking about it. I, I watched all 10. I yeah. did. I watched all 10. It, just, it was entertaining. It was, and here's the thing. I was entertained vocally. There, there were some stronger options. I think we'd all agree. Yeah. But I enjoyed the show, what it was supposed to represent. It reminds me of a show that I was a part of a decade ago called R&B Divas. I feel like it's pioneer. one of my offsprings. Absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. So I, I watched it like a proud father. Y'all mm. know what I loved about R&B Divas? When they would like go from scene to scene and they would like do the, the little random riffs and runs. <laughs> some would do. Hilarious. Only some of them could actually fully do a riff <laughs> and a run. <laughs> and they would just like just stop and it will be silence. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like so did, TV gold. Did y'all listen to the song? <laughs> yeah, the EP. I actually downloaded it. Yeah? yeah. It was, is it good? It's not bad. I actually enjoyed it. I really mm. did. I re- for what it's worth. And 
I really well, would. the people on Twitter were saying that. Yeah, it's not bad. So you're strongly suggesting that we listen to the EP. I think you should give it a fair listen. That's that's what's up. Yeah, give it a listen. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a whirl. <laughs> give it a whirl. <laughs> see, see, see what happens. No, nah, but see, R and B divas. That's what I'm saying. Like, of course, it was entertaining. There was a lot of drama, but they could all. Most of them could really, really, really sing. Sorry, Latavia. <laughs> And most, he's a, he's most, a, most. That's, you said most. Most, I, I was honest. I, I really, I didn't know when we cast, I really didn't know that was a thing. That so she couldn't sing? I didn't know. I just assumed she's in Destiny Child. Like Latoya can sing, Kelly can sing, B can sing. Like So let me ask y'all a question. And it's just like, it's your opinion. Nobody know for a fact. But do you think the people that we're talking about, do you think they sounded better back in the day and then they lost a step? Or do you think they were just A and R or produced per- perfectly back in the day? I personally and, think I'm gonna raise my hand and say I think it was the A and R and the production that yeah. really made them as great as they were. Mm. Like honestly, I mean, Latavia was was considered the spokesperson of Destiny's Child, and this is no shade or anything. Like, if you go back and look at old clips of the original Destiny's Child, I'm the spokesperson of the group. She was never considered vocalist. This Kelly was the second lead vocalist. Beyonce <laughs> was the first lead vocalist. She never had like but, a title around vocals, so <laughs> I'm just saying. Not a title around, <laughs> but but I, that's the thing with with R&B divas. I really was proud of the ladies because most of them really right. could really yes. sing. Yes, right. talking about right. Selena right. Johnson right. and, and Kelly Ke- Price, Kiki Ke- 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 Wyatt, and Angie Stone, Faith Evans, Faith Faith Evans, Evans. Claudia, Claudette Ortiz. I'm talking about people that can really sing, sing. So that's what I'm saying. There's a difference. When I saw them, them ladies What's the from, lady 702? from 702. Mila. Mila. Oh, yeah, Mila was on the show Thursday. Mila. But then the other ladies from 702 on this show, I was like, where are my girls at? They weren't there. <laughs> <laughs> they they were, weren't there. <laughs> they were it's not like where the my front. girls at. <laughs> they, 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 they weren't present. It's a scene where they went around a table and they was just all taking turns singing. What song was that? They were Angel of Mine. Angel of Mine. That's what I'm saying. Like, it really wasn't that hard a song to sing. <laughs> it's not. Like when you think about it, it's not like, it's, they weren't it's singing not. Take Six. You know what I'm saying? They weren't singing Bohemian They Rhapsody. weren't singing Clark Sisters runs. <laughs> <laughs> y'all go back up off the Encore ladies. I like y'all Encore ladies. I, well, the no, ones I've met. I, I do want to meet the Cherish Sisters because I want to get into the psychology of the delusion. So I'm just, mm. I'm really, because I was like, I thought I was looking at two members of Destiny's Child. The way they talked. The way they talked. I was like, you were in Cherish, <laughs> not Destiny Child or TLC or in Vogue or some other groundbreaking group. Like even black. Even <laughs> shout out Shamari. She's a, shout out Brandy. That's my friend. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, actually, actually Shamari is the one that really sounded great. Yeah, Shamari, Shamari can sing. Shamari. She always could. I love Shamari. Even you. I mean, you up there with Total. Total. Pam had more hits. Right. You know than Cherish. Hundred percent. Hell, Keely with three LW. Right. She's a nasty person. Wow. Awful wow. person. Oh, this is going left on this podcast this week. <laughs> Claude work, had I, enough. Not, I worked with the Cheetah Girls and she was extremely rude. Adrian, oh, yeah. Adrian's a sweetheart. Yeah, I like Adrian. Adrian's amazing. She's awesome. Keely. Dang, Keely. The cameras caught her right. She's 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 interesting. So did they all make <laughs> did they all make the EP? No. No. Only the Cherish Sisters, Shamari, and Keely. And then on one track, Pam is featured on the uh, gospel song. Oh. 
So it was an elimination thing. No, they just left. Like, people started leaving the house. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Nivea. Nivea just left. She left. She stormed out one day. And, oh, no. And then the 702 sisters had a thing, uh, some friction, and they just bounced. And then, what's the girl? Aubrey from Danby Kane. Where did they bounce to, though? Like, <laughs> And their car service off the premises, yeah. I'm, but I'm saying, like, where were you going? Where, where were they so, going to do? <laughs> like, what opportunity? I'm saying, what opportunity is next? Come on, man. Yeah, but I think watching it, it made me realize that why Mila had the lead vocals <laughs> in 702. Yeah. Like, that was clear to me, like, okay, this is why Mila was the lead. I mean, but, this so, is why Missy said Mila in the No, booth. but what's so weird is, remember, that 702 was a group with four girls originally yes, the, on like, the Subway song. Yeah. And uh, the other two, Mila and Irish, were in that group. So clearly the other two girls who left that group were the ones who also could sing. Mm. So when they replaced them with Mila. And then Mila left. They did that Pootie Tangin record. Who? Pootie Tangin. Yeah, they they had the lead song from the Pootie Tangin movie from years ago with uh, Eddie Griffin. Y'all remember that movie? Pootie Tang? Yeah. I remember Pootie Tang. Eddie yeah, but that, that Eddie Griffin? Not, it wasn't Eddie Griffin. The, no, the video literally premiered on 106 in part and we never saw it again after that. Mm. But um, they had Mila come back to the group for that last album. I remember, and I don't want to say that they needed her, but yeah, y'all. No, they needed her. You can say it. Yeah. Mila was the sound of 702. It can be said. So they, are they getting a season two? You know, I didn't ask Carlos. Mm. Uh, he may, I'm sure he may try to expand or spin off or something, but I didn't, I didn't ask him that. He should do guy groups. Somebody on Twitter was like, they should. There's plenty of guys that, plenty of guys from groups like that that would probably do it too. It might, yeah. A couple, yeah. couple of the guys from Day 26. You know, so for real. So. Next, Woody. <laughs> Woody, <laughs> Woody just, for them, Julia. I'm just saying, like, didn't he be... go solo? <laughs> yeah, oh, which one? Woody. Woody. He went gospel, didn't he? Woody would be the Pam. <laughs> Woody would be the Pam. <laughs> be the Pam. Yeah. Somebody go find Michael from Boys the Men. I'm sure he, he was yeah. on the Yala a couple years ago. Yeah. Who? Uh, Michael, Michael from Boys the Men. Mike from Boys the Men can be a part of the situation. I mean, there's there's options. One or two of the guys from Silk. Like, y'all are really reaching at this point. <laughs> well, you know, there's he got options. Is what I'm saying. He got options, Carlos. Got Shout options. out to Carlos King. State of Black Music. I'm curious to know what y'all been watching because me and Timon were, well, we weren't texting. It was social media. Social media, yeah. This show, the Miss Pat show yes. on BT. Have you seen the Miss Pat show? I haven't seen it yet, but I, I've heard. I've been seeing people post on social media Hilarious. about it. It's funny. Miss Pat. She's a comedian. I would say it's like <clears throat> black. What? Well, nah, I'm not even gonna say that. It's just, it's just it's normally when you see sitcoms, it's super scripted and like family. Right, right. Yo, they're cursing like you at a Richard Pryor show. Exactly. Mm. It's just everything. It's, it's literally how folk talk. And the, the crazy thing is, like, the promos for it makes it feel like it's going to be, like, this great black Family. American sitcom. Yeah. When you watch it, you're like, yo. Yo, Can't a... watch this with the young no, nieces you and cannot. nephews at all. I got <laughs> to check it out. I got to check it out. And you know who's really good on that show? Tammy, Tammy Roman. Roman. Wow. Yo, she is an amazing really actress. That's my birthday twin. That's my birthday twin. What up, Tammy? Shout out I to was, Tammy Because I was man. looking, like, because, you know, someone you've known from reality TV, so let me see if they really can... But I mean, and I know she's always been acting, but like she's legit. Like yeah, this is going to open a lot of doors for her. Yeah, I think. she's yeah. really good at comedy. That's awesome. Really good. Have y'all seen the Upshaws on Netflix? Have y'all watched that? Yep. Yes. Yeah, I think I, I think I watched a couple episodes. Yeah. And see, they curse on that show. They do. 
But it's not even. But Miss Pat even close. is like, <laughs> like no. it's. She says everything, every curse word, every it, expletive it, you it, can think of. It's it, it's it's like if Sanford and Son of the Jeffersons was now and there was no censorship. Wow. It's just whatever. Like for for me, what I thought about was this is the show Thea Vidal wanted to do, mm. right? But could not do. Yeah. She reminds. I gotta she, watch it. Y'all yeah, make it sound yeah. so good. Yeah. It's it's really Miss Pat streaming now on BET Plus. BET yeah, Plus. I hope she gets a second season. BET, get her a second season. <clears throat> I'd like to recommend the Dick Gregory documentary. It is Hell so good. Yes. I got it saved in my um, DVR. Yeah, man. Wait, where is this? Showtime. 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 It's, got it. Man, his life was so unique and special. He did so much with it. I felt like I felt like I ain't did shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Chuck, Chuck has... Chuck has this thing with Dick Gregory where he'll always he always finds it first, but he was like the, the documentary is on you should watch it. And I was shit was crazy. I didn't get a chance to watch it for a couple of days. And I watched it last weekend. Mm-hmm. That that you want to yeah. talk about someone to look up to, someone who did yeah, and lived what he said and lived like like practice what he preached. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he he was way ahead of his time. Super ahead of his time. Dope I need to watch that. Highly yeah, highly recommend. And one last one I highly recommend y'all watch is Street Gang, which is a documentary about the creation of Sesame Street. Oh, man, it's so good. What it's is this on? so good. I think you got to get on Apple. Like, you can buy, buy the documentary or rent it. Okay. But it's it's just like how they came up with this whole idea to make Sesame Street. Wait, did I watch that? And I'm not giving anything away, but to understand that Sesame Street was literally, was purposely made for black and brown kids. Yeah. I it wasn't some that. white show that we just picked up on. It was no, made it was for made kids for in the inner city. Wow. Yeah. Which is why it's a street. Mm. It's on a block on a stoop. That's that's like that's like basically 227. Yep. Wow. You, I got to watch this. Yeah. It's so dope. Street Gang. Street Gang. Wow. Yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah, yeah man. Can you tell me how to get <laughs> You know what I would love to see? What? Like all of like the black artists that came through Sesame Street that did like just They show Stevie in that they show Stevie on it. Like he was like one of the first ones. I'm saying it was for black people, so it wasn't like they had to convince that they they reached out to the community and said, well, "Can y'all come and teach? We want to encourage kids to read and spell and count and all that kind of stuff." So. We need to keep that going now, though. We need to. I was just having a conversation with a friend of mine a few weeks ago at lunch, and we need to make reading cool again. Yeah, for the kids. hell yeah. yes, because it's it, yeah, it's 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 a dying art form right it now. It really is. Love the audio books. That's nice, but it's nothing like encouraging reading. So we need to figure out. Even here, something locally. What can we do in Nashville that can even transcend beyond? We all know a lot of people, but I, I was a reader as a kid. I used to Me be too. excited to go to the library right. on yeah. Saturday, and get a book, and I would be like, whether it was the Hardy Boys or some other type of biography or something. I'm like, I, just, I was reading all types of books, and um, yeah, but we got to make reading cool again. Luther Vandross was actually on the pilot episode of Sesame Street. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. State of Black Music. The Esther Roll Award. Hey, fellas, I was thinking um, 
in lieu of us nominating a lot of people, I think we it's time for an honorary um, Esterol Achievement Award. An honorary. And I think it should go to one of um, one of the music business uh, biggest giants as it as it relates to music production, and as it relates to influencing black music. Mm-hmm. We lost him recently, and um, it was a blow to the music community. Mr. Chucky Thompson, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. I think we Chucky, should nominate yes. him. Hundred percent agree. I second yeah. that nomination. I heard that one. I yeah, man. Chucky Thompson, such a great guy. Yeah, a genius. Genius, man. A genius. I've known Chucky over two decades, man, and just still doesn't seem real. I mean, I'm, he's just such a such a great, nice human being. So that's, yeah, yeah. I, I never met him. Really? Never. Never even seen him in person. But the, but despite all that, like he's had some of the most impactful records on my life. Mm. Like some of my favorite songs of all time, from my favorite albums of all time. So as, as I feel like I know him, you know mm. what I'm saying? Because the music is so good. It stands the test of time. I feel like his personality is in it. Like you know a Chucky Thompson record when you hear it. Yep. So. An instant head nod. Absolutely. Instant absolutely. head nod. Like absolutely. I was I was listening to his remix of Anita Baker's I Apologize. And it was just like, like nobody but Chucky Thompson could think to do this with that song. Yeah. Faith's, no. Faith's first album, I do. Yeah. Yo, I've been on that. Come you on. used to love me to run of the remix uh-huh. is so oh, heavy. Man. Yeah, what? Ooh, like Chucky oh. just coming off. When I think back, coming off of my life, which yeah. is mm-hmm. a classic, yes. clearly. Uh, but and then that Faith that used to love me, jeez, like yeah. genius, uh, genius. So, yeah, the Herbie, the Herbie should definitely go to Chucky. It's so crazy when <clears throat> anytime a creative uh, pass away, it really hits me hard because it's like. Um, a perspective of music is gone. You know what I'm saying? But um, the day after after we got the news, I started listening to his music and it reminded me that that's what the studio is for, so you can live forever. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Like your perspective, your voice, your essence, like all of that you hear every time you hear his music. So in reality, I get to rejoice and creatives get to rejoice because... We're doing things every day that will last way past us, and people will get to know us way, way past our lifetime. So it's a beauty in it all, man. Thank God for that. God is good. Yes. God is amazing. Shout out to Chucky Thompson, our honorary Irby Award winner this week. Yeah, rest in wow. peace. Rest, rest in peace. You used to love me. Of black music. Wow, a great episode. Another week in the can, guys. In the can. In the can. So make sure you follow us on social state of black music on Instagram and SOBM Podcast. Yes, on Twitter. On Twitter. And follow at the NAMAM, which is N-M-A-A-M. You know? Spelling, yes. Spelling Sesame is important. Sesame Street. Sesame moment. Street, exactly. <laughs> so. And and shout out to a Visit Music City. Yes. Uh, the city of Nashville for supporting us in this podcast and the state of black music. 
Yes, much appreciated. We'll see y'all in what another couple weeks. Special shout out to my homies over at the Friend Zone. They gave us a really dope shout out. Much love on their last episode, and so we wanted to say we appreciate you. You know what I'm saying? We we are faithful listeners of y'all, and one of my favorite podcasts. Thank you for uh, looking out for us, Fran, Dustin, and Asante. Oh yeah, the family. Yeah, almost passed out. Fran, you said my name. <laughs> the Tamal literally said it in the group text. I was like, oh, he's so- like, he like, I can die happy now. Fran said my name. <laughs> All right, y'all. Till next time. Till next time. No.